Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Hello and welcome to Life as an Observer. I'm really happy that you're here today. And today we're going to talk a little bit about five ways to implement change in 2023. No, we're not doing a New Year's resolution. No, we're not going to do a vision board. No, we're not doing things to manifest. What we're going to do today in today's podcast is talk about ways that we can take what we already wanted, that we've already put out to the universe, things that we've already decided we want to do, and get clear on how to implement them. I think I've noticed, especially working in yoga, that you know the January, February, March months are always the busiest ones. People want change, and then it slowly fades out, slowly somehow goes into uh, stop trying, stop caring, get too busy with life, um, changing of habits, routines, patterns. There's just so many things that happen, and um, today I want to help you by giving you a five things or five ways that you can implement change in 2023 that are really pretty simple. Um, You just have to really be committed. So before we get into that, I just want to thank the patrons who are um, supporting the podcast. Really, really appreciative of that. Um, Patrons come and go, and your time here is valuable. That's why I leave everybody up, because... I don't think if you went away that you know you're least you know less valuable. I think that you're just as valuable as um, if you're continuing patron. So thank you for those who have donated and those who continue to donate. Um, I guess I want to talk a little bit about that. But if you want to join the fam, um, it's on patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer. And when you go into that area, <clears throat> you'll have a couple different options. These options include uh, just a lower uh, $2 option, uh, gets you access to most all of the content. <clears throat> there is a $9 option, which is for clinicians, Now, mostly has a lot of ketamine, breathwork, tracks, and then there's also the option to donate whatever you like. All of them come with different recognition, and some of them... I think at a $20 level, if I remember right, it comes with a, a gift, a gift for me, um, and I send that anywhere. Matter of fact, I just had a um, shout-out to Lisa, who uh, just became a patron, and she lives in Alaska, sent her her gift up to Alaska. So there is no restrictions on where we can send this. Um, I wanted to kind of go through the schedule here, things that I have up and coming that you may find interesting or want to participate in. So here we are recording this in February of 2023. And February is actually quite a busy month for me almost every weekend. Um, When this comes out, um, you may have time if you're in the Las Vegas, uh, Southern California, Southern Utah area. Um, On the 11th of February, I'll be at IMR Float and Vibe 28 kind of sharing this, but we're doing a Wim Hof Method Fundamentals course uh, at both locations just to 
matter of uh, comfort and um, resources. It's kind of a cool a collaboration of neighbors. Looks really looking forward to that. You can get tickets on WimHoffMethod.com. On the 18th of February, I'll be at Flanagan's Resort in Springdale, uh, Springdale, Utah, which is at the, the base of Zion, right, right at the front gates. And we're renting a villa. Um, they were doing a ketamine breathwork group. So those who don't know, I am the trademark holder and founder of Ketamine Breathwork. And we do this as a way of psychedelic integration um, and psychotherapy. And we've rented uh, a villa there. Now, I understand that the rooms are all now rented out. However, you may have an opportunity if you wanted to come to get your consultation and join. Know that I do these every month. So if you can't make this one, that I do them every month at different locations. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about ketamine and ketamine um, therapy, ketamine psychotherapy, uh, send me a message. I'll tell you more about that. Those who um, have experienced other journey spaces or psychedelics, um, I am hosting a free online class. Uh, we'll call it a group uh, session for integration, psychedelic integration. It's free. It's on Zoom. I will send you the link if you sign up. I will put the link in the description of this uh, podcast so that you can just click it and join. You don't have to have sat with me with psychedelics. You can have done anything and just are interested in learning more about how to implement it now. What did you learn and how to implement it? In addition, I am hosting a journey space on the 25th of February at Homestead Ranch. Um, if you want information about getting involved with um, just learning about altered states and plant medicine and journey space, there we are having a ceremony on the 25th of February, and I will give you more information about how to get a room for that if you wanted to stay at, at the ranch and how to be a part of that. Um, March, let's move into March. March 4th, I have a breath is medicine, which is kind of a, a spin on the language of breath, just sort of my own trademark piece of that. And I'm doing that at Sunrock Yoga in St. George, Utah. Going into March, um, have a couple groups that I'm doing in Salt Lake City on the 11th and the 12th of March. I'll be up there in Davis County on the 11th and I believe we're going to be in Sandy on uh, the 12th doing uh, ketamine uh, breathwork uh, along with integration and whatnot. So I'm happy to tell you a little bit about that. Um, oh, I skipped one on March the 5th in St. George. I'm hosting WimHoffMethod.com and uh, WimHoff Method Fundamentals, and you can get the tickets at WimHoffMethod.com. That is a True North float and really stoked about that. Okay, so now the next thing that I'm, I skipped ahead here, I got really excited to tell you. So this is the first time I've announced this on the podcast. Um, on March the 23rd, yours truly will be speaking about the language of breath and at TED Talks. So TEDx St. George, I will be speaking at Tuacon and tickets go on sale February the 8th at TEDxStGeorge.com. I will post a link to that. And uh, just kind of a cool opportunity that I'm really excited to talk about breath work and to collaborate with some really amazing people. The, the, the founders of St. George uh, TEDx, fantastic people, um, just super loving, those who are speaking, super knowledgeable. Just I'm really looking forward to chatting with a lot of these people on the podcast, so look forward to that in the very, very near future. I just cannot wait to, to share with that. In April, um, well, actually, I'm going to reach out to you. I'm going to actually be down in Mexico in April, um, down in uh, Cabo, in Cabo San Lucas area. Um, I don't know much about Cabo. Um, so if any of you have some recommendations for 
the conscious type and those who like to go rock hounding and maybe yoga studios, send me a message if you want to link up, if you're down in, in Baja and, uh, you know, you have uh, a center down there, uh, maybe you have a retreat center or a resort or you're interested in hosting breath work, um, reach out to me because I'm going to have a lot of time and I'm interested in investing my time and resources into that part of the world. So uh, my partner and I were going down to Cabo for a week. So that will be from the 11th until the 17th of April. Post that, we have InspireFest. Now, InspireFest is the retreat that Jesse Coomer and I are hosting. It's a breathworkers retreat, um, really using the language of breath, um, protocols and techniques. And we're doing that from the 28th of April to the 1st of May. Um, and you can get tickets on Eventbrite. I have the link in, in the description. It is a breathworker retreat. It is an Eventbrite link that you'll find. And this is all breathwork. This is, I mean, this is massive. This is our first real big retreat after founding the language of breath. And the book is coming out within weeks. And uh, we're just really excited to get this out to the world. Um, amazing, amazing stuff happening with my friend Jesse. Um, going into... June, I will be up in uh, Alaska. I'll be in Alaska uh, probably the whole, honestly, I'm going to stay as long as I can. But the retreat that I'm doing is called the Polar Connection. I'm doing that up in um, Hatcher's Pass uh, the 9th through the 11th of June. But I think I'll be there a whole week ahead of time or at least a couple days ahead of time and stay a couple days afterwards. So if you're in the Anchorage, Seward, Hatcher Pass area, I'm going to be all around in there um, the entire week. So um the tickets have not gone on sale for that yet, but we will be putting those on Eventbrite, and you'll be able to find a link to those um, probably through my Instagram at Ryan Bean Yoga will probably be the best place. Um, I know there are some other resources. Um, if you click the link in my bio on Instagram, you have the option. That's my Popple page. So um, those who are interested in Popple and how I do that stuff, you can get a, your own link there. But there is a, a place there to sign up for my newsletter and that's how you can get on my newsletter so you get first access to all these things is through there uh finally and i'll just leave it at this i'll be in silverton colorado uh the 17th through the 24th of july and that is a language of breath uh, facilitators training i am one of the, the lead or master facilitators at that and um, I think we have two spots left. So if you're at all interested, you need to reach out to me or to Jesse Coomer about getting on that list. So um, I think God, we are just expanding and blowing up. And honestly, I'm glad I got in early on this one because it is really exciting, some of the things we have going on. If you're not following Jesse, you should. Um, he has a, a bunch of really neat things that we're putting out to the world. Um, one of them I can talk about um, is the Breath Source app. And it's not quite ready yet, but he and I are both on there, and you can find your own free breath work um, on there. There are some paid versions of it, but if you wanted to get on that app, uh, you certainly can. I think the last piece, I will put it in my in my bio because um, it's hard to describe a link to you. But I'll tell you that I have a partnership with Hemp Lucid. Now they are not. There's no ads on this on this channel, but. They've been a really good partner and really supportive um, of of me and kind of the mission that I'm trying to get out there. And they've also just really been like pushing these really cool products. 
um, towards me to try out. And I will tell you that I'm always skeptical about ads and things like that. But the fact is this product is working. So I want to tell you a little bit about it is um, Hemp Lucid has these gummies. Okay? They're functional mushroom gummies. And these functional mushroom gummies for me have replaced uh, my nighttime, some of my nighttime routine. You know, some of the things I used to do before going to bed so I could sleep. They really helped me sleep through the entire night. They're a mix of CBN and some valerian root and some reishi. And they're just really amazing for sleep. There's also Focus Gummies, which I think, I believe it has lion's mane and um, some other uh, L-arginine and whatnot. And then they do have ones for stress. Now, I haven't used the stress ones as much. Um, maybe I just need to so I can give you a good review. But I really love the Focus Gummies when I'm really feeling like I need to, like, tighten it up, really focus, don't want caffeine. You know, uh, I don't really enjoy the feeling of caffeine. I like how it feels for an hour, but then the crash happens and, and then I feel like I was just the same. And so I try to reamp up caffeine and then I end up with a headache and none of us want that. And these gummies have really changed everything. They're vegan gummies, which makes me super happy and they work. <laughs> they work. I'm telling you friends, I would not tell you they, they don't, they work if they don't. I have been doing them a lot. My partner and I both use them before we go to bed. And I highly recommend the sleep gummies. We've also been using the sleep stack. I don't have as much um, experience with the sleep stack, but I can tell you that I also sleep really well with those. But the sleep gummies, they're amazing. And something that Hemp Lucid is doing now, I'll put the link in my bio, but they're giving a free, free sample packs. <laughs> so if you want to get some free sample packs, go to my link in the bio or in the description below, and you'll get uh, a link to, to their promotion, which is going to give you free gummies. I think you can get all three of them. And if I remember right, it's six of each. So that's going to get you through six nights, six days, whole week. And then using the discount code RyanBeanYoga, you'll get 10% uh, off of your purchase. I highly recommend it. We all have enough stress. We have enough things we have to focus on. And frankly, caffeine does not help us. It keeps us awake at night. If we drank it too late in the day, gives us the jitters. And you know, I, going to sleep is always difficult for some, and even just focusing is hard. So get off the caffeine, get on the gummies. I'm telling you, you will definitely, definitely love it. And if you don't, they have a, a money back guarantee, a risk-free guarantee. So you're really out nothing if you don't like it. Give it a try. It's in the description. So let's jump into today's podcast. Five ways to implement change in 2023. Now there's lots of ways. I picked five uh, but underneath each category, there's really <laughs> multiple ways that you can do this. It's really more about being committed, writing things down, and saying, this is my desire, and this is the path in which I'm going to do this. Otherwise, it's just words. You know, when we when we do these New Year's resolutions and we just say it or we write it in our journal and then never look at it again, and then we fall off a couple months later, we are getting caught up in our own routines and our own patterns which then discourage us, which then make us feel maybe even worse about ourselves, and then in turn bring us to a whole nother year where we've got done nothing. The problem is a lot of it is we're listening to our mind tell us all the ways we can't do them. And I'm going to get into that a little bit today, but I'm going to give you five ways in which you can implement change in 2023. So the first way that you can implement change is schedule more time for just you. How do you do that, right? Time is this thing that we tend to talk about as being um, not finite. You know, that we, 
run out of it. We don't have enough of it. We have work and we have responsibilities and we have things to do. But the truth is that if we're looking at time by day by day, and sure, you're going to feel that way. But when you look at time as more as a, maybe not as linear or as blocked as day by day or week by week or month by month, but if you look at time by just saying, I am X amount of years old, and it is likely that I will live to be this old or possibly around there, meaning, so for me, 45, I probably am only halfway through my life or maybe even less than that. So when I look at time, I have a lot of it left. I have done a lot in my life and I have a lot of time left. You have to look at how you're looking at it differently. Not just saying I don't have enough time on this week because I have so much in demands on my, my life with work and kids or whatever. So the first thing we need to do is schedule more time for just you. To do that, you have to have things to do, right? You have to have places to go and you have to have a desire to do that. So it's a matter of mindset switching, saying, well, what's more important? If we're chasing the paycheck, then you're not going to be able to schedule more time for just you. You're going to say, I have to be working. I have to be doing this. And frankly, this is affecting your mental health. Now, I realize we have to pay bills and we have to do things, but you can schedule time even if it's just one hour per week for just you to have to step away, to be away, to do nothing, to go somewhere, whatever it is that you like doing. And I'm going to get deeper into this about what to do during that time for yourself in the, the following uh, ways. But just think about what one hour would mean per day, or sorry, per week. That would mean that you would get 56 hours uh, per year of time for you. Essentially, you'd be getting about three days, uh, depending on how much time you give yourself, but about three days for just you in a year, which is very, very little. Personally, I think scheduling more time for just you should be closer to, you know, a half hour a day. Um, that would double your intake. So you'd be getting over a hundred hours per year that are just for you. And you can do a lot with those hundred hours, couldn't you? In scheduling more time for you, you need to express your needs. So you have to say, well, look, this is what I need for me, and this is what I'm going to take. It really means being confident. It means saying, this is what I want, and this is how I'm going to get it, and this is what I'm going to do right now. Not sometime in the future. It is about taking action right now and saying, this is my needs. I need this. What ends up happening a lot of the times is we start feeling guilty, so we need to question our own guilt as we do this. Your guilt is going to say, shouldn't you be working? Shouldn't you be spending time with family? Shouldn't you be doing this? You're going to have guilt. I do. I feel it like where I should be doing other things. I should be not sitting in my van podcasting when I have so many other things I could be doing. But frankly, this is time for me. And I love this. I love I'm sitting currently by my little potbelly uh, fireplace watching my dog sleep and and podcasting with you. And this is something that I really, really enjoy. Questioning your guilt is saying I'm letting go of this guilt and I'm going to take this time irregardless, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what you think, I'm doing this. And so don't shame yourself for taking time for you. Learn how to say no. This is the biggest one that I had to deal with as I was trying to schedule more time for just me. 
um, many years ago, I had a hard time setting boundaries where people would say, hey, can you do this? You're so talented. You have this and you your skill set is with this and I don't have that and I would really like your help with this. And I would always say yes because I felt like it was a compliment. And if I said no, then I was letting someone down or I was um, not meeting the expectation of them. And then, of course, they would look at me differently. And I will tell you that when you say no, you increase your value. Let me say that again. When you say no, you increase your value. Because people who just say yes to everything tend to be those who get walked all over and do, you know, all these random things, uh, service, tasks, jobs, um, favors. You're the person who helps everybody move. If that is you, learn to say no. Learn to say, I'll help you if. Learn to say, this is the time I have available and I can do it only then. If that doesn't work, then you're going to need to find someone else. Just by saying no doesn't mean they're not going to like you. They will actually value the time that you have available and take advantage of that when it's only available. I can tell you I've done this in my own life where I get asked to do a lot of things. And I will tell people, I am about two months out booked. You guys, in the beginning of today's podcast, you heard me riddle out a list of things that I'm doing. Every one of those is on a weekend. It's stuff I want to do, but... I don't have availability, so I have to tell people no. The I guess the fourth item under scheduling more time for yourself is to learn to block time. Now, I use a standard run-of-the-mill day planner. I got this one from the Love Serve Remember Foundation. It's a Be Here Now planner. I love it. It has little quotes from Ram Dass in it, and it has the month and it has the week. Use whatever works for you. You know, if you want to use a big one, but block time for yourself, whatever that is. For me, I know what my schedule usually is. And when I'm in the in the ketamine clinic at Satori, I have to block time, say times that I cannot work. And I block days, which I know that I want to be prepared for teaching yoga. I want to I'm doing some, a lot of stuff with the TEDx group right now, and I have to block time so that I can be prepared for that. Not just letting responsibilities pull you around to where you're running from one place to another place to another place. And then finally, by the time you get home, you're exhausted. And then you got the family, the kids, the responsibilities, and then you've not given yourself anything. By blocking time and just saying, I am not available and do not justify it. Just say, I'm not available during those times. That's the way it is. I'm not available. Again, it kind of goes back to what the third one was, learning to say no you'll be of more value when you say, I'm just, this is the time that I have. And if you would like to utilize it, utilize it. However, I don't have any other time than that. Blocking time has been a very, very powerful tool to me. And you can use uh, tools like Calendly. I've, I've used that one a little bit. But what's become most beneficial to me is just utilizing my planner and saying, hmm, there it is. I blocked it off on a Wednesday from 9 a.m. until noon. I don't have any availability. And I go ice bathing. I do my breath work. I get my laundry done. This is stuff that I do because it makes me feel good. And it makes me feel um, as though I'm knocking stuff off my list. So it's really, really nice. So blocking time. The fifth item in learning to schedule more time for yourself is implement an exercise like routine or a time, a time when you want to do that. 
Now, for me, I teach a lot of yoga, so that's part of it. But I also implement time for me to do my own practice. And that may not be every day, okay? Let's just be realistic with our expectations here. I implement several hours a week that I can do exercise. And some of that exercise is not just yoga. I mean, it's going hiking. That was what I did this weekend, Um, just going hiking, just walking out and getting outside. Um, Sometimes that includes ice baths because usually I I do a lot of destination ice baths, which are really good. And um, other exercise, whatever that is you like to do, to walk the dog for a very long walk or um, just being in the park. Um, All this stuff is really important, not only for your physical health, but it really, really is a catalyst for mental health, um, I guess, inspiring your, your best self. It's really good for your mental health awareness as well. So implement time for exercise. Now, the sixth and final item in this particular category is make a date with yourself. I know it seems nuts, right? Even if you have a partner, you don't have to be single to make a date with yourself. You can, with a partnership, say, this is the time for me. I'm taking some alone time. doesn't mean I don't want to be with you. It just means, hey, this is my alone time. I got to get stuff done. And if you're there, obviously, I focus on you because I like you. I love you. I want to be around you. But I need to, to make a date with myself. I will, I like to cook food for myself sometimes. So I'll do that. Or I'll, sometimes I'll get to go to, a, a, I like ramen. So sometimes I'll go to ramen and just get that for myself or Sometimes those are my cheat days. Don't tell anybody. But that's my cheat days. Sometimes I'll go and say, you know what? I want to have this veggie burger, you know, and some fries. And that's what I'm going to do with myself. I remember I was traveling uh, maybe uh, three weeks ago or so. And I hadn't showered in a couple of days being here on the van. And I went to a, uh, a truck stop. And this was a date for myself. I know a date to the truck stop, but it was whatever. I got a, I got a veggie burger and some fries and I took a shower and I shaved my head and I cleaned up my beard and it was a magical date with myself. Highly, highly recommend it. Whatever it means for you, just, just take a moment or even just an hour or two hours to take a date with yourself. All right. The second way to implement change this year is invest in creating. Invest time in creating. Now, many of you who are listening to this go, well, I'm, I, I'm not creative. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be a creative thing. You don't have to become an artist overnight. But I am going to talk a little bit about some things that you can create. So some of the things you can create is just a healthy routine, right? You can create, hey, this is what I'm going to do with myself. I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to go for walks. I'm going to exercise if that's what you want to do. Or I'm going to do this thing that I want to do. Um, it doesn't always have to mean going to the gym. If that's not your thing, then don't do it. But create a, um, a new healthy routine, which could include things like meditation. It could include things like ice baths. I'll get to that one in a minute. Ice baths is a really big one for me. Breath work could be part of your routine. I'm going to open up my breath source app. I'm going to get on Ryan's page and I'm just going to give myself these 10, 20 minutes. Invest time in creating new healthy routines. Now, Meditation is good. Nature hikes are really good. Ice baths is something that I do a lot of. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you you see me do them all the time. They make me feel really good. I feel good in my body. I feel healthy. And I like to do destination ice baths. (laughs) So for me, it includes a hike, which is usually cold exposure into the mountains, finding a little river, a stream, a lake, cracking the ice open, getting in, getting out. 
I'm usually with my van at least somewhere close so I can warm up really easily. Um, and I just really enjoy the process of finding new places to get into ice baths. It's kind of a date with myself sometimes. Sometimes it's with my partner. Um, it's an adventure. It's a hike. It has all these different elements that we're talking about today all in one thing. Now, don't go, on, don't go alone <laughs> if you can help it, especially if it's a, a very cold, wintry day and you're not very experienced. I would not recommend going and taking an ice bath by yourself. Actually, I would say don't do it. But once you have some experience or you have somebody who wants to do this with you, go with them. Make sure you're prepared. Pack things so you can warm up. Have an available fire going so when you get there, you can warm up. You can change into warm or dry clothes, at least dry clothes. It's going to be key, especially if it's really cold. But take a pack. And if you have questions about this, message me. I'll tell you how I do it, how I take the pack, how we bring stuff to make a fire, and how we warm up afterward. And it's really powerful, but always go with someone else. Now, investing time in a new healthy routine could be just reading, okay, or it could be journaling. It could be creating art or music also. It just really depends on what you like to do. And not all of these suggestions are going to resonate with you. You're not going to be like, oh, yes, I can't wait to journal. This may not be for you. However, some of you may say, I do want to do destination cold baths. So let's talk about how we can do those. Let's get out there. The next step will really help you with that. Follow your heart, not your mind. This is step three. And we tended to listen to our mind a lot. And when I speak uh, in public, I talk a lot about how our mind lies to us. And it does. Um, I'm going to read something that I, that I read. Uh, I forget who the author is. So I'm just going to say anonymous because I'm not sure who the author is. But it says, keep your eyes open and focused wide. Because you'll never know where your heart will take you. You'll never know where your heart will take you. You got to keep in mind, your heart was developed before your brain was, okay? So it was beating before your mind had really had all this information. You had DNA in there that said you will look like this and you'll, you know, you'll have these functions. The heart will start going. The lungs will start going. You'll start to build these arms and you're going to start to grow, right? But there is something really special about bringing awareness back to the heart. And I teach this in the language of breath about awareness being the foundation to all positive change, that we got to notice our feelings. We have to notice how we're feeling. If we're just letting the day pull us and go, I'm stressed, that's not really noticing our feelings now, is it? That's just saying I'm stressed. It's partially there. But we have to notice that, hey, I'm feeling intuition that I should call this person. I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling inspired. Whatever that is, notice those feelings and let your heart take you there. Don't think about all the details unless you're going ice bathing and you need to pack a few things. But don't think about all the details. Just let, just get in the car and go because you'll never know what you'll run into. We had a, a beautiful situation over the weekend where my partner and I decided just to go for a drive. We didn't know what we were going to do. We were going to go snowboarding, but it was a heavy blizzard and I didn't really want to drive the van in a blizzard. So we just went to explore at the lower elevations. And we ended up at a reservoir. We ended up in a national park. We ended up ice bathing in a, in a cool um, city park um, closer to town. And we had the most magical day, but we followed our heart. We didn't follow what the thoughts that said, I need to do this and this is what it'll cost. And, you know, we just went. Highly recommend it. It is, <laughs> it is liberation. At, at its greatest, 
at its greatest uh, manifestation. It is liberation and freedom. And really freedom to me equals happiness. Freedom equals happiness. So the mind, the mind wants you to give proof. It says, ah, tell me you're going to have fun. Show me what all the details are. How much is it going to cost? The mind wants to know all this stuff, okay? And we can't stop its incessant thinking. We can't make it stop. But what we can do is we can go into that place within the storm of our mind and find peace and say, it doesn't matter. I'm okay with it at all and moving on. So this leads us kind of as a segue to the fourth um, way to implement change. Trust the process. Trust the process. Just say I'm getting in the car and I'm going and I'm going to trust this process. Do not rush the timing. No matter what that is, if it's like I need to be home by this time or I need to do this thing or maybe it's a, uh, a task that you're creating, maybe it's art or music or one of these other ways that you're going to um, invest time in creation. Well, don't rush it. Don't rush it. Just enjoy. It took me years to learn to play the handpan. I played it at the beginning there of the intro. And it was because I wasn't really trying to like push it, trying to take all these classes, trying to be the best. I just wanted to fiddle around and play. And so I fiddled it around and play and got better and better and better. I remained committed. And that's what's important. I guess that's the second little bullet point here on trust the process. Remain committed. Just do it like every couple days, pick it up, play it, put it back down. The third is focus on what you can control. So I may not be able to control the weather. Like I wanted to go snowboarding. I can't control the weather. You know, maybe I wish I would be able to someday. That can be my superhero power or something. But focus on what you can control. I could control that I have a vehicle and I can put gas in it and I can drive somewhere and I can, you know, make heartfelt decisions that are not based around what I'm thinking about. So in addition to that, embrace failure. Sometimes things are not going to work out the way you want them to. Like me going snowboarding. There's so many times where I have failed. Friends, I fail too. <laughs> we all fail. And that's just the way it is. Failure is the step to success. It is the first step. I think I remember reading about Thomas Edison failing 600 something times on the light bulb before he finally got the right combination of filament and globe and all this stuff down. And where would we be without light bulbs now, right? So embrace failure. It's okay to fail. Matter of fact, you learn a lot from it and you grow from it and you have a lot of fun along the journey. I just did my vision board um, over the weekend and my vision board was, um, I put like this little path on it, right? So it had like this little green ribbon and it has these little loop-de-loos and little switches and all things that I'm like kind of moving around on that vision board. And that's my path. It's like lots of loop-de-loos. It's lots of stops. It's lots of changes. It's lots of, of movement. And that's okay for me. I'm okay with that being my path, that it's not a straight line. Because straight lines, kind of boring. I'd rather it be all kinds of loops. So embrace failure. And finally, enjoy the flow. Enjoy the flow. I was reading um, uh, online. I found a quote that I wanted to share with you about enjoying the flow. And this was from uh, Positive Psychology. I'm not sure who the author is, but they said, the positive mental state of being completely absorbed, focused, and involved in your activities at a certain point in time, as well as deriving enjoyment from being engaged in that activity. 
That is flow. So if you're wondering what flow is, it is a positive mental state being completely absorbed, focused, and involved in your activities at a certain point in time, as well as deriving enjoyment from being engaged in that activity. That is flow. So enjoy the flow. When you enjoy the flow, you don't care about the failure. You're not so worried about the process. You're not rushing things. You're just enjoying them. And finally, today for the fifth way to implement change this year is when you doubt your progress. When you say, I just, I don't know if I can do this. I need to go, I need to work harder. I need to do this other thing. I need to focus more on this. When you begin to doubt your progress, serve others. This has been a big one for me. When I moved to India, I said, I didn't know what I was going to do when I got back. Honestly, I had no idea. I just said, I'm going to go be of service. When I come back, I'm going to be of service. And that's what I'm going to do. And service looks like so many things, friends. I, I can't even, I mean, I could have a list of hundreds of things that service looks like, but I'm going to give you a small list of things. So when you say I'm frustrated, I'm stressed, I'm depressed, even serve others, just serve others. Stop what you're doing. Stop focusing on yourself. Quit letting the mind lie to you and drag you in all kinds of directions. Don't fix anything. Don't change anything. Don't improve anything. Just serve others. You can do that by donating. If you have the extra money, you want to do that or donating your time. If you have that, um, that might be a way you can have a date with yourself, right? Just donating an hour, an hour a week. That is me donating my time. And this is me also um, scheduling time for just me, right? So investing in myself, maybe you pick up a new hobby or a new um, skill by serving others, donating that time. I like to send notes. Now, I haven't done that in a while, and so now it's reminding me to do it, but I like to send notes to others, uh, specifically those who come to my classes, just giving them little thank you notes and whatnot. So um, maybe you send a note. Maybe that's a way you serve someone else. Deliver a meal. That's an easy one, guys. It may seem like a lot if you're trying to cook a bunch of stuff and you're trying to feed a whole family, but what if you were just to buy a pizza? I know it seems really like like not a lot of thought went into it, but I can tell you growing up in Utah... um, this is something that happens within the, the Latter-day Saint church a lot, where people have weddings, they have funerals, they have births, they do whatever. Meals get given to everybody. They, they, they deliver so many meals throughout their church. And I think it's a really commendable thing because it's a really easy way to say, hey, I don't know what to do for you. I don't know how to help you. But at least I can do is take this off your, you know, off your agenda. Here's a meal. It could be burgers. It could be uh, a casserole. It could be a very simple thing that you just went to the store and you picked up, you know, a loaf of sourdough bread. You got a big thing of soup and you're just going to pour it in there with it, heat it up and bring it over. You know, right? That's very simple, very easy, but so thoughtful. If you really, really think about it, maybe not a lot of effort went into making it, but a lot of thought went into preparing it to bring it over. It is service to others. If you can't do that, help others succeed. Maybe you have, maybe you're in a position like I am with yoga where you can help others succeed in their, you know, their, their teaching. I tend to, to um, evaluate a lot of classes um, for my, uh, those who are in teacher training. And I help them with their, with their own um, pre- presentation of their yoga. And um, I tend to help people who are speaking, doing some other things. So help others succeed, whatever that means to you, whether it be at work or learning a new skill, help them. That's a great way to serve others. And finally is just to pay it forward. Um, 
I tend to do this a lot. Um, I wish I could do it more. Maybe as abundance flows to me, I will do it more. But for the time being, um, I do as much as I can uh, by paying it forward, giving big tips um, when I can, uh, bigger than normal tips, especially when they're definitely deserved, right? So just paying it forward is another really great way that you can um, implement change and serving others. Highly recommend all of these ideas. Um, you may have a lot of others that could add to this list. I know I told you that there's like probably hundreds of ways we can implement change, but these are the main ones. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about psychedelics in the in the past couple of weeks on here, and there are some ways that you can implement change through that as well um, by integrating some of the things that you learn in these sessions, the, the some of the self-work and habits that you're doing, um, and that you integrate them. Um, if you're interested in learning more about how to do that, again, we have an integration group on Zoom on the 24th of February. Do it once a month. You can sign up and be notified and come to those and learn ways to really say, okay, now what? I've gone through this experience. Now what? And there you go. It's, um, it's there in front of you for a one-hour session. We usually do breath work and some meditations, and we talk about it and give everybody an opportunity to sort of share. But you don't have to share. You can actually even keep your camera off if you want. So enough of that. I'm so happy that you guys joined today. I those who were on the um, my mail my mailing list um, kind of got a sneak peek of this already. So if you want to get on the mailing list, um, the link is my Popple link, which is in the description. You can also find that through my Instagram, Ryan Bean Yoga. Click the bio, and that link is there. All you really need to do is fill out your name and your email address, and it will go to me. I'll pull that CSV file once a month and send out a newsletter. I only send out maybe one a month or every every other month so you're not going to get bombarded by stuff but go out there do some things with implementing some change this year guys i think that you will you know we have a lot of time left you know and just general with this year don't fall off don't fall off it's february you might have some momentum going don't fall off you got this you can easily keep going but just as easily as you can give up your choice good luck this year hopefully this helps you guys implement change this year with these five ways of scheduling more time for you, investing time in creating, follow your heart, not your mind, trust the process, and finally, when in doubt, with your own progress, serve others. It's been a pleasure today hanging with you guys. Thank you for following. Thanks for those who are supporting the, the, the channel, and I hope to see you guys at a workshop soon. See you guys um, in the following year at workshops or retreats. Take time for yourself. Invest in you. Namaste, my friends. Talk to you later.